Welcome to The Empowered Child, a podcast for parents who are seeking solutions to some of the biggest challenges kids face. The intention of every conversation is to equip us with the mental and emotional skills and tools we wish we had growing up. You will walk away each week with practical insights and tools to make a positive difference in you and your child's life. Tune in every week as I sit down with thought leaders in social and emotional learning, holistic education, humanistic psychology, and other parents like you. They will be sharing what is working now so that your child is empowered to grow, increase their mental capacity and emotional intelligence, and their ability to be resilient in the face of life's biggest challenges. With your help, we will create a generation that has the confidence to create the life they want and the relationships that they desire. A generation that leads with their hearts and sees every single challenge, big and small, as an opportunity to move themselves and mankind forward. Thanks for tuning in and helping us build a new future. Now, let's get to the show. On this episode, I have a conversation with Stephanie Hershey Schoolmeister. And she has been doing social and emotional work with children for the past 31 years. So to say she has skin in the game is an understatement. And I know that you will see that throughout this conversation. Stephanie has the secret sauce that quickly left an impression on not only the school that she was working in, but in the entire district. She was known for being able to take the children that struggled with their behavior, emotions, and academics and help them shine. Administrators, colleagues, and visitors always commented on how different her classroom was because of the environment and the fact that the children were thriving, even the ones that were struggling before. So the question would arise, what exactly was she doing? So we'll just get right to that and get that question answered. Here we go. All right, Stephanie, thank you so much for being here. And I just want to rave about you a little bit. I know that we met through a mutual friend and I just want you to go into your story because when I heard it, I was just blown away by the impact you've been able to make within the school system, but what your vision is now because of the container that you were in kind of being stifled. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me here, Nikki. I am so thrilled to be talking about something that just matters to me so much. So I'll just give you a little bit of background and I'll share, you know, my experience in the school system. So I always knew I wanted to work with children. So I literally have been working with children since the day I could, which was when I was 18. I worked um, in a preschool. I worked with children. Then I went on to doing all kinds of things, directing um, different camps for kids. But what the core of everything that I did when I look back was always social and emotional learning. It was something that we didn't talk about them, but I just always knew that my gift was teaching the heart of a child. Um, And so then I went on into the school system. I taught first grade, I taught third grade, and I also um, had a secret sauce that I was doing. um, And that was that I was doing some healing work. I did some healing work for myself um, as I was getting through some really difficult things that I was going through with the loss of my first husband. And I learned some techniques that really helped me deal with the emotions. And once I learned those techniques, I brought them back to my classroom and I was teaching the kids and, you know, they would start their day with doing heart breathing and they would start their day with doing gratitude. And I would have um, so many people in the district say, what are you doing in your classroom? And they would come. And there was one time I'll never forget this. I had more adults in 
my classroom and I had children <laughs> and they were filming me. And at that time, um, you know, social emotional learning was not a thing. And so it wasn't something that I was sharing that I was doing in my classroom. Um, but when you look at the statistics, when you teach children, these social emotional skills, they grow in all areas. So my students were, um, had really high growth and that's what they were looking at. What is she doing? And so they were really looking at, looking at the, um, you know, what I was teaching in academics, but truly that secret sauce was the energetics that I was teaching. I brought in, I was, I just attended um, a Tony Robbins, a couple of his seminars. So I was bringing Tony Robbins into my classroom. I was working with um, Donnie Epstein on a technique that really healed me with some matter respiratory integration. I was bringing that into my classroom and a, a lot of other techniques that I've done throughout the years um, that I knew really helped with children. So um, that was what I was doing. And then I just got this call in my heart to, um, to leave teaching um, full-time. It was, it was coming to be honest with you. It was coming to the point of, I felt like I couldn't do any more. I was seeing my kids having so much, so many issues emotionally. And I thought if I can't do this in my classroom where my students are doing all of this, um, you know, energy and breath work, and they were making a lot of success, but there was still, there was, I, I was coming to a point where I felt like I needed to do more and I couldn't. And I felt like it was a rock in a hard place. And so I took some time off and I said to my principal at that time, she said, Stephanie, what do you want to do? And that's where, that's where my heart just, it just came out. There wasn't any brain um, functioning happening at that point. It was all heart. And I said to her, that's where my secret sauce came out. And I said, I want to teach teachers what I do in the classroom to help students be successful, the social and emotional learning. And again, it wasn't a thing at that time. And so I just went on my, on my way to do, you know, start my own um, businesses. And she, she texted me and she said, Stephanie, you're not going to believe this. The superintendent really sees the need for social emotional learning and they want you to come back. And they, we, we have a, a school that is going to pioneer this. And she said, I feel like you are the one that needs to do this. So I came back and I worked as this, the, the very first social and emotional specialist at our school district. And um, I worked from kindergarten through fifth grade and the kids, Nikki, they made massive success. I mean, it was unbelievable. I'll never forget the principal telling me the vice principal. She said, Stephanie, I don't know what you're doing, but whatever you're doing, please don't stop because I've never seen, it makes me still choke up. The kids really thrive the way they are. Um, they were seeing me every other week and they were also working with their teachers um, every single week, teaching social emotional skills and everybody was on board. And so that's really what I want to say here. That's really important as you're starting this work, Nikki. And I already see this happening in this beautiful community that everyone, we have a village, everyone's on board. And so, um, you know, the kids made massive growth. And even in that time, um, we had um, a parent nominate. Um, she nominated me, but honestly, it was a nomination. I wanted the kids to be nominated for the everyday hero because what the kids did was remarkable. So they took all the skills that I was teaching and they um, literally asked me if they could teach it to their peers. And I'll never forget one day I was um, doing just my work and I got an email and it was a PowerPoint and I was teaching um, a class to the district about what I was doing. And I honestly thought, how did someone get into my brain, into my heart and know what I was going to teach and how did it come through my, you know, inbox. And here it was a fifth grade student that took everything I was teaching and created a PowerPoint that she wanted to teach her peers. So the kids started to teach each other during lunch. They didn't want to go to recess. They wanted to talk about these heart 
things that they were going through and teaching each other these techniques. And I was literally in the back of the classroom, just like (laughs) crying, you know, because I was so proud of these kids. So that was the work that I did um, in that school. The next piece, I know this is a lot, but I'm almost, almost this is, this is, um, I think this is really important. And so that was the first year we implemented it. And again, the school district said this was incredible. And I have to give, you know, the the kudos to the superintendent for seeing this and saying, let's bring this out to the whole school system. So at that point, they asked me to come in on the district level and help a team um, to bring this out to, um, it it was elementary and middle school students. That's where we were starting. And again, I was like, this is my dream job. This is so, this is the best thing I ever could be doing. Um, and so we created, you know, we created a system. We were, we were starting to do that work and it was going really well. I was really excited. I was, I was coaching the social emotional specialist. I was teaching them. And then we came to, oh, it's going to make me cry a really, okay. really difficult time in our, in our, in our school district. We actually had five students, um, take their five students that had a sudden, um, we lost them and most of them were to suicide. And so it's even hard for me to say, because it was unfathomable for me to even think this could happen. Um, and so one of those students was my previous students that I taught. Um, that's why it's so close to my heart, um, the year before. Um, so it was just, it was just devastating. It was so, so incredibly devastating. And, um, I will never forget this because, you know, this is, this is a few years ago and it's still obviously so heavy in my heart. And it was that moment in my life that I thought I'm, I'm given every single thing that I could possibly be given to make yeah. a change. And yet I came against, against this, um, incredible wall where, you know, we, we were, we were making change, but the inevitable happened and it was heart crushing. Mm -hmm. And so at that time it was January and it was right before the pandemic hit. And so, you know, we were going through, you know, the loss and how to deal with this and and all of the things in in the team I was on and how to handle that. And and a couple of months later is where we went through the the shutdown. And at that point, um, then I was working remotely and I was working with the social emotional specialists. I was teaching them their self-care. And then they were teaching the teachers. So that was what I was doing in that process. That's where my heart said, I have to do more. I have to do more. So I opened up my own um, high vibe kids tribe. I started to do it for free because I knew I could just one thing that is, um, is one of my gifts is I I feel like I can just feel the call of the children. Like I can Mm -hmm. feel what they need. And I've always been able to, um, to help them with those emotional skills. And so I just opened up my own free, you know, sessions for the kids. It was so many kids that showed up so many parents that were so grateful um, that I was doing this. And then eventually I just, it became part of my business and what I do. So, um, and so that I am not, I'm no longer working in the school system. They are still doing the social emotional learning. They are still doing um, the really important work, but honestly, it got to a point, you know, when I mentioned, um, my own healing. It got to a point where it was so incredibly painful that I knew that, um, my heart was calling me to do it in, in outside of the school system. And so that's what I've been doing, um, ever since. So I know that was a really long answer, Nikki, but my heart is obviously very, very connected to, to this and I'm very passionate about it. Yeah. And it's something that Adrian and I both felt as soon as we talked to you. And as we were outlining what we wanted to do, you're like, 
this is it. Like, this is exactly what we need to do to make this movement in this world and to stop this from happening and to empower these kids. So you had mentioned that you now help the practitioners and the parents even with tools to help regulate that. What are some of those tools that you start with? Yeah. Great question. So, um, I teach, you know, it's, it's a lot of different techniques, but really it comes down to energy, breath, and movement. One of those techniques I shared is somatorespiratory integration developed by Donnie Epstein. It's really helping your body there. We've got rhythms in our body. It's just really tapping into what is going on. We, we, we use this um, acronym called AAA. We bring our, um, awareness in, we are, we acknowledge and we accept how we feel. Because so many times, myself included, and that's how I really got into this work, we push away those feelings. And so what I really help those kids do, and I work with women as well, is really, how do I feel those feelings? How do I just become like almost like a friend with those feelings and not feel like I'm pushing them away? Because really underneath those feelings that are hard for us to feel is really where that, you know, I loved how you titled this, your superpowers, our superpowers lie. So I help them see, this is something not to be afraid of. It's something to really see your feelings are your friend. So I help them really see that and feel that and and do that in a way. I love to say that breath is the bridge to your soul. So when you really can be with, yeah, that breath and that energy energy is meant and emotions are meant to move. So you're really with that emotion and you're able to really move it, not in the way of like go away, but just being able to be with it many times that allows that freedom to come in, in that body, mind, and soul. So that's really what I do, but I use so many different techniques, um, Nikki, but really what I love about it is as a teacher, this is again, like you look back at like where I feel like we're always giving the gifts that we need um, in the world you know, I use that teaching skills to be able to make it so simple that, you know, a five-year-old can understand Mm -hmm. up to, you know, an 80-year-old I've taught these skills too. So it's very, very simple, simple techniques. Yeah. And that's like the definition of genius, being able to distill these techniques that are so complex into these simple techniques that anyone can use. So I love that you do that. And I'm so grateful to lock arms with you on what we're doing next. But I, as you were speaking, suppression of expression was the Mm -hmm. phrase that came to me. And I feel like so often that is the root of so many issues Mm -hmm. in life. Say it be a well-meaning parent that's just stressed out for the day, but tells her child to just be quiet, but they were sharing from their heart. And then they're like, oh, Maybe what I have to say isn't valuable or like, I should just be quiet. And then they don't shine. They don't have their voice. They don't express in the way they need to, or even feel like they can connect and be vulnerable with their parent and tell them when they're feeling certain things. So moving from that, I do want to hear from you. What, what is a child that has really touched your heart? And then I'll start there. We'll just start there. Okay. Well, I'm going to start with a really, really cute story. I think I've already told you and Adrian about this because it's just, it touches my heart so much. So when I was teaching um, the social emotional, and honestly, that was my, the best, best job I've ever had was teaching these skills to kindergarten through um, to fifth grade. And I was teaching a kindergarten class and I, I do something called heart breathing and they had their hands on their heart. And I said, close your eyes and just really just breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. Cause that's how we just relax our whole system. And this little boy is sitting right in front of me and he's breathing. And all of a sudden he pops up, he, he pops his eyes open and he looks at me and he just literally gets out of his, out of, out of the, out of the seat, out of his seat. And he basically 
comes like and falls into my lap and he looks at me and he goes, Mrs. Schoolmeister, he said, you are so magical. He says, I can feel the magic. And I just looked at him with tears in my eyes and I said, no, I said, it's your magic that you're tapping into. And so if a five-year-old can feel the magic that is inside, again, using those words that you used um, to title this, his superpowers, that's what this is all about. Tapping those kids back into their knowing, back into their innate ability to know themselves, to be able to heal themselves, to be able to handle their emotions and not suppress them. I love that phrase, Nikki, by the way, that is what we do. So that was the best thing I think that ever happened because, you know, we always say that uh, the mouth of babes, like a five-year-old, like, it's just like, it was so, um, it was just exactly what this work is. It's really getting into that core of the essence of who you are, which is magical. So, so true. And when you can be who you are unapologetically and feel free to express and you love yourself wholeheartedly and you're coming from a healing place, you Mm -hmm. share that love, you share that magic, you share that empowerment with so many other people. And that's what we're here for. Like to come from a whole place and be able to share versus this trickling down of misunderstandings and these, these wounds and these traumas that are passed Mm -hmm. down through generations because there isn't the awareness, which is that key piece that you were talking about. So yeah, what you do is so, so important. Is there any kid that something happened where it actually like changed the way you teach and guide, guide kids or parents? Yeah. And this was a hard one. And I'm just like, as I'm reflecting like this, the subject that I mentioned earlier, um, suicide is like, even, even though this has been my life's work, it's the, it's the, it's the side that we're fighting against, right? My, I'm fighting against, and you are, and Adrian is to have this never happen. Um, and so being on that preventative side, but the reality is right now, as you can see is, and what I shared with you, um, is it's not, it's not our reality. Children are thinking about this. So there's two things I'll mention that really opened my eyes as I was teaching these kids, their skills. Um, because they felt safe. That's one thing we need to make sure we help to make our children feel safe. So when they came to my room and every, every other week, it was like, they were just like holding on to these things. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, I'm going to see Mrs. I'm going to be able to tell her how I feel Mm -hmm. two situations. I'll share really quickly. Um, a fourth grader in the middle of a social emotional class raised his hand. And he said, Oh, he said, what do you do if you want to die? Mrs. Schoolmeister. Mm -hmm. And I did not, I didn't even know, like, here it is. Like, these are my skill sets. I have never had a child say that, especially say that in front of his peers. And it was this moment that I realized, oh my gosh, one, I created a safety um, for these kids that they could talk about anything. And two, it was a subject that I needed to be more comfortable with myself to talk about, because again, I want to be way over here in prevention. And that's where I, I, I am. But the reality is we also need to make sure we are um, open enough that we can have these conversations with kids. So that was a conversation that I get, I I was able to work with the psychologist and work with his his parents and work with, you know, um, therapy and all the things that he needed to really go through that um, and really come back. And and he was a thriving, he thrived at the end of that year because he learned these skills. And the second thing that was so eye-opening for me was um, one of the, what my, oh, she 
she was so precious to my heart. One of the girls that I was working with that actually was part of the connection club that I was sharing that they were the masterminds of creating um, their, their teaching their peers. She was like one of the leaders. And one day on the, on the playground, she had me sitting down with her. She says, I need to tell you something. She says, I had a plan, Mrs. Schoolmaster. I said, mm. for what? I wasn't expecting to hear what I heard next. She said, a plan to take my life. It's still like, cannot believe. She, and I looked at her and I had no idea yeah. that this little girl was feeling this way. And she said, I had no idea. I had no way out. I didn't know how to deal with these big emotions I was feeling until you came and you taught me these skills to help me. I know it's like, oh, you're getting into my heart. You're making yeah. me cry, Nikki. This is talking about these stories because they're real stories. They're from yeah. real children and saying, I didn't have a way out. I didn't know what to do with these hard feelings until you taught me these skills. And now I know how to handle my emotions and I would never, ever take my life. And now like, not only that, she took those skills and became like this little like empowerer. Like she was just empowering these other kids and literally was on the news sharing her. What did she share? She shared when we were on the seven day everyday hero, she shared that her, she took her emotions and she used to file them away like little filing cabinets, mm. putting them down. I thought how amazing for her to articulate that. Yeah. And now she was able to feel them and to heal them. And so that for me was a huge eye opener because I got to see a level of where children were that I didn't see prior in my classroom um, because we were really into the heart of a child. So it made me even be so much more sensitive than I ever, ever was as a teacher, as a social emotional um, teacher. And really I call myself like a heart holder, like holding those hearts of those beautiful children. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You're just such a beautiful soul. Thank you for everything you've done and continue to do. And that speaks to how you truly never know what anyone's going through, even like a five-year-old, you know, like you just don't know. So providing that safe space, like you said, is so key, even in the work we do now, like that's the, the place you need to get to. So people actually open up. They need to feel like they can't express, like you said. So, oh, my heart, I could just (laughs) cry right now, but I want to focus on by doing what you did, mm-hmm. what she's doing now. She, like you said, she healed those parts of herself and now she's helping other people see and do the same. Like that, that ripple effect is yes. just huge. Yes. So huge with one little girl, you know, one little so, girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. So if I guess, what would be your best tip for parents that want to empower their children? If you could give them one tip, mm-hmm. one tip. Honestly, just creating that sacred space to say you are loved, you are seen, you are worthy, and just know that they can come to you. That is so important. So it's really creating that space, but along with that, I mean, just really simply, I mean, having them do something called heart breathing is my number one technique, like having them put their hands on their heart and just breathing in. And as a kid, sometimes they need this tactile. They need to do this with their fingers. They need to feel like, cause what, the kids don't, we don't slow down enough. So we need to help them slow down their breath, their thinking, their thoughts, so they can actually get into their body and feel their body we're just racing too fast. Mm -hmm. So just having them count in through their breath, one, two, three, four, five, and then exhale 
one, two, three, four, five. And I call this double stuff goodness because I'm always about taking these energy techniques and bringing in like the double, um, you know, I want an Oreo, like the double. Yeah, that's exactly what I always say, Nikki. And I was like, like a double stuffed Oreo, but this one's really good for you because (laughs) Oreos aren't the best for you. It's exactly what, my gosh, you read my mind. It's exactly what I call it. Like the double stuffed goodness is like a double stuffed Oreo, but this one is like really good for you. Um, and so then on top of it, so the second piece of that is not only the breath, it's going to help balance their nervous system, which balances every single part of us. And it's really how we are functioning in the world. So we want to bring that piece in and then focus on gratitude. What are they grateful for? Because when you're focusing on gratitude, um, it's like the antidote to depression It's the antidote to everything. So focus on what you, what you're grateful for, because that changes your, it changes everything, whatever you focus on grows. So focus on, I always tell the kids if they're younger, say play, they love playing video games. Let's play a video game that actually is going to help you play a video game that you are grateful for. See that in your mind mind as you breathe um, in through your nose and out through your mouth and do that five times in the morning, five times at night. And when you feel, um, you know, you feel stressed during the day, um, do that. And it will make the world of difference just from that one technique. Amazing. Absolutely love that. And just to recap that one more time, it was hold your hands on your heart. Yep. Hand over hand, just like this. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. I remember about this. Yes. Okay. And then go ahead and Yep. And then with the elbows, it's really important to just let them um, lie at your side, like you're hugging yourself. Um, And then you just close your eyes and let's just do one breath together and breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. And then one more time, focusing on what you're grateful for in through your nose and out through your mouth. And if you, and you can open your eyes and what I was doing with my hands is I was just tapping um, because a lot of times children need that, especially when they're just learning this. Cause otherwise they're doing this, Yeah, they're just going too fast. And then that we're just making ourselves be even more in that fight or flight when we want to calm our bodies down. So it's really important to go slow with the breath. And so often I wanted you to recap that because us as parents doing these same exact things is so crucial. Like we are these little kids, you know, and the law of observation is strong. Mm -hmm. They model what they see. So if we can take these same exact practices and methodologies and apply them to ourselves first, they're going to model that too. So yeah, I just wanted to make sure. Can I just say something really quick around that? Because I would always get these compliments of my kids in my classroom. They're so calm. They get along so well, they can problem solve all these things. Well, because one of, one of the things before I started to actually teach my kids, I would model that. And I would say, oh my goodness. And I wanted you to hear this as parents. This is yeah. so important. Um, I would say, you know, I'm starting to feel a little stressed. I'm starting to feel a little worried about, and I would just name something little, you know, just so kids can see you are actually, you know, a, a human and that yeah. you have feelings. Don't keep those feelings away from your kids. Keep right. them like kid friendly. That's important, but model it and say, oh my goodness, I'm just going to slow down for a minute. I'm going to take a couple deep breaths do you want to do it with me? And I always, I would ask my kids and eventually they'd be like, Mrs. Schoolmaster, we're feeling a little stressed. Can we do that heart breathing again? (laughs) So model that for your kids, let them see, they see when you're stressed. So let them see, let, let me just take a moment and pause 
Ask them if they want to join you. My dream, Nikki, is to have everyone at their dinner tables, like when they're just sharing about their day, let's take five, five minutes or just three minutes and do five breaths and think about what we're grateful for. If you do that with your kids together at the dinner table, bringing the community, bringing that love, it's going to change you. It's going to change your child. It's going to change your household. And your kids are going to remind you, mom or dad, can you take a couple breaths? I think you're feeling a little stressed (laughs) and it's the most beautiful thing. So thank you for sharing that modeling is absolutely key for our kids. Yeah. And it's the little things that make the big differences, right? Like that seems so simple, almost so simple that you'd be like, eh, can't make that much of a difference, but it's those things that do like truly. So is there anything that I didn't ask you that you would have liked me to, or that I should have or anything that you want to share? I think that's it. You know, just, um, letting, you know, we just talked about this. I just want to reiterate this piece letting your child know that you are a safe place to come to, please, please, please. And this is part of my story. And I won't go into this, but it, we all have this. We needed, we needed to have social emotional learning when we were young, yeah. right? We are, we, a lot of us didn't have that. So instead of saying, you know, like it's don't cry, you know, don't be upset. It's okay. Let your child cry. Yeah. Let your child feel the feelings because you have to feel them to heal them. So the last thing we want to do is just like you said, Nikki is suppress those feelings for our children. Um, the last thing I'll share is, is it's just, it's a little bit of trauma training. Cause a lot of us have like little T trauma, you know, big T trauma and little kids have that, you know, and, you know, we've talked about this in the work that you do and the work that I do as adults, a lot of that trauma or a lot of those beliefs come from when they're little. Um, and so just allowing them to have that safety for you to talk to them. And we have this window of tolerance, we call it in trauma training. And when the window of tolerance, we want as much space there as possible. When we don't have spaces, when we push down our emotions and we push down our emotions, when we push down and we get up to here, I had this little fiber. Um, he was a fifth grader said to me, he's like, Mrs. Goyster, it's like, you're hoarding, you're hoarding your emotions. I was like, yeah, kind of like that. We don't want to hoard our emotions because we get here. That's when we get explosive behavior from what they say, what they do. So we want to give our kids techniques that we have this window of tolerance. And so that my techniques that I use a lot of times are breath and energy work, but give your kids techniques, allow yourself to discover and learn together. So you have this room and let them be, let them share, let them have a safe place to tell you those feelings without saying, oh no, don't worry about that. Cause even the little tiniest things I promise you are going to snowball into the biggest things. If you don't allow your child to share them and to give them techniques, how to be with them. So that's the last thing I want to share, Nikki. Um, Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Well, one, one more question before we go, if you were to give your seven-year-old self a piece of advice or a message, knowing what you know now, what would that be? Oh my goodness. Um, I think just the follow your heart. I am such a believer in that our heart leads us home. Um, that's what I teach with, you know, my, my adult clients, because I know that will help us follow our, our way home. And for children, they already are doing that. They already are following their core essence. So allow the, your children to continue to follow that 
do what lights them up, help them discover, um, you know, what makes them light up and let them truly um, just continue to build those strengths. Because so many times we're focusing on our weaknesses when we really need to be focusing on our strengths. And that's one of the techniques, you know, they would always say to me, why, why can you take a child that, you know, before they got to you, like we already said, like, we don't know what to do with this child. I didn't focus on their weaknesses. I focused on their strengths. So focus on your strengths because they will build. And all of a sudden the weaknesses will become non-existent because whatever we focus on again grows. So focus on your strengths, focus on the heart, um, do what lights you up. And that's going to help our children. And that's going to help us as adults be able to really truly step into our superpowers. Thank you.